What's up, planner lovers? It's your girl, Sharice, and I'm back for this week's episode of the Plan on Purpose podcast. I know, I know. I've been missing in action for a little while, but I'm so excited to be bringing you some new episodes. I just want to say thank you to everybody who's been so supportive during this time and just checking on me and also all of the people who have been listening to the episodes. Y'all are so bomb. So this week we have Shante from Day and Muko. And let me tell you, she is so bomb. I know you know who she is. You've seen all of her bags all over Instagram. She is the bag lady of the planner community and I'm here for it. Shantae is sharing with us her story, and she's also giving us some amazing tips on, you know, how to be a mom with three girls, a full-time job, and a booming business. I think she's superwoman, but that's just me. I'm going to let you hear what she has to say. Let's get into it. Well, thank you for taking the time to meet with me today. I know you're like really busy, so I'm going to get this show on the road. The first question is, how how did you get started planning? How did I get started planning? Okay. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I guess like most planners, it happened Like when you were younger, like grammar school, just taking down notes for homework that needs to be done. Um, When I was younger, I had 10 years of dancing. So I used to plan a lot for when um, I had to take like my ballet, my tap, my my, um, jazz classes. I also played two instruments, actually three, um, the clarinet, the bass clarinet, and the oboe. So my mom kept us in a lot of after school activities and, um, you know, to try to see what we liked, what we didn't like, but to also keep busy other than just going to school. So I would say for me, it, it probably was around junior high school when I was like the busiest (laughs) in my life, other than just being, um, just in academics, but just like the after school extracurriculum activities, just to, you know, keep focused and, just not miss, like not miss a beat, not miss classes, not miss days where I had um, practices for my band or dancing, stuff like that. So I would say, yeah, like around junior high school. So you used to juggling a lot then. You, sounds like you've been oh, doing I, it for quite some time. <laughs> my whole life is a juggle. <laughs> <laughs> it's the act. You wake up and you're like, all right, here's all the things. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Sometimes I don't even have time to put it in my planner. I'm like, okay, let me just go on my my brain, my roller deck in my brain and just hope I don't miss a beat. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all get like that sometimes. You know, like there's this this little um this quote that I saw. I think it was a happy planner quote that somebody posted and it said something about how you're when you get free time, you're wondering if you forgot something or if you really just have some free time. And I'm like that all the time, like, oh wait. Did I forget to do something like this is too, this is too open. Even when, like you said, you're resting and you're always thinking about, well, did I forget something Did I can, I need to remember something. Your mind is never really on a break, you know, taking a vacation away from (laughs) the things that you may still have to do or thinking about doing. Right. Right. 
So did you find that your life changed at all when you started what I, I guess would say decorative planning and using all the stickers and things like that as you got older? Yeah. Um, I remember when I was initially planning, like in high school and junior high, high school, like I always used the stars. We would take the teacher's gold stars, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the gold stars. If you did, yeah. good, they'll put the good. Yeah. So the, I would like take the teacher gold stars. And if it was mm-hmm. like a test coming up, I would just put the gold star when I had the test. So, um, but I mean, other than that, this whole like planner sticker kit, decorative uh, stickers, this is like a whole a whole new ball game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just they, um, the stickers just allow you to um, it caters to I guess what you like, your interests, um, different themes, and it, it it gives you the ability I guess to make your planner more personable to you. But it's totally different than them gold stars I used about 20 years ago. That's right. <laughs> I was a highlighter girl myself. Everything was color coordinated and highlighted and markers and all that stuff. So, yeah, totally yeah. different. Yeah. So let's talk about your sewing. I did see that um, your grandmother was a seamstress and taught your mom to sew. Mm-hmm. How did you learn to sew? It was, um, okay, so sewing... Even though my grandmother was a seamstress, she did not teach me how to sew. I was around her a lot sewing. Um, She did teach my mother to sew. Uh, My mother was not a seamstress, but um, my mother was just as good as my grandmother. My grandmother um, made my junior prom dress from scratch. Um, To this day, I still love that dress. To this day, I still have that dress. That's like a little piece of you know, of her memory or something that she was able to do for me. Um, but my first interaction, so my first actual seeing sewing and being interested in it was through my mother and my grandmother, but me first sitting down at a sewing machine, um, happened when I was in actually the ninth grade. So I was like 14 going on 15. So my high school, we had an elective called FHA which was called Future Homemakers of America. So this was basically an elective that you could just take that showed you how to sew, showed you how to cook, you know, just domestic things that they tried to groom you to know um, how to do around the house. And um, that was legitimately the first time I ever sat down at a sewing machine. My teacher's name was Miss Barron and she was the, like the best teacher, most patient. And um, she basically influenced me the most um, as far as like the sewing. And it just, it took off from there. Yeah, that, you never know how those classes or those things from, you know, that time in your life will move forward and push you to to doing what you're doing today. Yeah. So you're, have your mother and your grandmother been able to see your success with what you're doing with your business? And if so, have they how how are they reacting to to now that you're you're sewing and have started this business? Um, I wanna say both of them have seen, yes, spiritually, my grandmother, yes, she passed away five years ago of breast cancer. Um, but my mom, yes, 
physically, yes, my mom has. And my mom is actually very much um, what you call that person, like someone who instigates. It's like, oh, you did that. Can you do that for me, too? Or, you know, mm-hmm. and um, she's she's very much so a cheerleader. I mean, I have a I have a mom. She has um, three children. She had three children. Um, me. I'm the oldest. My brother and I have a younger sister. My younger sister is about 13 years younger than me, but we are so close. People are amazed, like 13 years, but you guys yeah. actually act like you're two years, maybe two years apart. But um, yeah, she's the type of mom that her mouth is big, like when it comes to her kids. <laughs> like you should see what my daughter did, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so she is very much so a driver of the sewing. Um, and actually, actually, she's very happy that I have taken it another step because um, even though she knows how to sew. The bag, the bag making was never her thing. She did mostly clothing. And um, I started out with clothing, but I just got bored with clothing because I'm very much an accessory girl. Like, yeah. I, you can give me jeans and a white T-shirt, but I would go Google Gaga over the shoes, the belt, mm-hmm. the bag, the earrings. You know, that's my thing. But, um, yeah. My mom is my mom is very much proud and like I stated, just very much a big supporter of just me sewing overall. Yeah, same. My mom's the same way. About I told her about the podcast, talking to her about the podcast, and she wants to know everything about everybody. What you say she did? She did what? All right, what's her Instagram? What's her? <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. tell my friends. So <laughs> gotta love moms. Gotta love moms right. that way. Right. So you're a mom, you have three girls. How how has that worked into what you're doing? Because, you know, we talk about you being busy. That must be busy, owning your business and still working and with your three girls. How's that going for you? Yes, I'm I'm dead. Like, (laughs) I'm telling you, like, you guys see me. I'm living on the outside, but I'm dead on the inside. And that's not in a negative way, but I'm like, you know, I am... By the will of God, like every day, <laughs> you know, and I keep telling myself that six feet above ground is a good day, any day. But yeah, my girls are everything. Three different personalities, um, three different looks. Um, the older two, the the twelve year old and the eight year old, are actually. Um, the ones that I named after my small business, mm-hmm. um, Day Day and Mumu, and they have those names, those pet names have nothing to do with their real names, which is Journey <laughs> and Jordan. But um, I come from a family where, you know, when you're younger, you're given like this nickname and it stays mm-hmm. with you all your life. Yeah. So when they were, um, when they were younger, I gave them nicknames and you don't have to call them Journey or Jordan. Just call them Day Day and Moo Moo. They, they <laughs> come to you. Like that's their name. So um, they have been very much so drivers behind Day Moo and Co. And I actually asked them, you know, for their input. Because even though I cater mostly to um, the market that's probably like 18 and over, um, I still want to know 
you know, like what they think and get them involved. Um, neither one of them are interested in sewing. <laughs> That's how it goes, um, right? Yeah. The oldest one actually um, crochets. So that impressed me. And no one showed her. She self-taught YouTube. So I was amazed um, yeah. by her asking me one day to buy her some yarn and then turning around a week later and making like a, util- um, a unity scarf. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? who'd you get that from? And she was like, I made this. I've been watching YouTube. And I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> like YouTube University. That's what I call it. You can learn anything. Yeah. Yeah. She did that all on her own. And when I seen her do that, I was like, you know what? Go into college and um, work in a job 20 to 30 years. You don't have to do that. You know, that's that's kind of what we were instilled to do. That kind of was like the norm when we was growing up. But once I figured out that they had actually a talent that they can make money off of, you know, make their own income, become their own entrepreneurs doing something that they love, the ball game totally changes Yeah, for children like that. It does. It that there's a lot of push, and my mother did the same thing to me. You go to college, you graduate from high school, you go straight to college, and I ended up being a first generation college student. And I wouldn't trade my experience for the world, but it's not for everybody. No, and there's it's nothing not wrong it. with you making your own. Yeah. So you said you come from a family of nicknames. I do as well. Do you mm-hmm. have one that you don't I mind do. sharing? Or are you keeping that to yourself? <laughs> No, I could. Um, my nickname is Candy. Candy. Where yeah. Did that, where did that come from? So uh, when I, I wasn't born given a nickname, but when I was two, I actually inherited that name from my grandmother. Mm. And um, it was due to me eating the candy canes off of her Christmas tree one year. And it That's just good. it just stuck ever since. But um, today I prefer Shantae. My mom, out of my whole family, is the only one that still calls me Candy. And it's not embarrassing. Um, but when I was 18, I remember one time I went with her to a grocery store. And you know when your mom is like, listen, I'm going to go in this store. And when I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go. Yep. You know, don't let me, don't wander off. Don't let me have to try to look for you because I will leave you. Mm-hmm. And at the time I was 18, so it was like, uh, you know, whatever. I know how to get my way home. So we ordered the grocery store, and it, I guess it was time for her to go. She goes into the cashier, pays for her stuff. And before you know it, I'm halfway getting to the cash register, but the intercom goes off, and it's like, oh, hello, baby, no. candy to the front <laughs> of the store. And I'm like, oh, no, she didn't. <laughs> She so did though. Because I knew I knew who Candy was, and it was nobody in the store but me. And I was like, "Oh, I know she did not have them people do that." And when I got up to the um, register. I just looked at her, and she said, "I told you when I'm ready to go, I'm That's ready it. to go." She and already was, knew what she was doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yes. I grew up. I grew up with a nickname too, and my grandmother and my mother. My grandmother, my mother, and my high school and college friends are the ones that still call me Reese or Reese Cup. My grandmother calls me Reese Cup, and my friends 
from back home still call me Reese. It's weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. What prompted you to start your business? I know you went to NYU, got your master's in finance with international relations. Like that's mm-hmm. a serious, that's a, that's a serious degree. Not that none of them are serious, but I don't do math. So that's a serious degree to me. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How so, did it start? Okay. So initially before, um, doing my master's, I did go to FIT in New York. And um, it wasn't to be a fashion designer, but basically know the back door things of financing, kind of like the merchandising aspect of fashion, the, um, the buying part of fashion, the stuff that a regular consumer doesn't see. Mm-hmm. So when you go into a store and you're looking at like all the beautiful shoes, handbags, clothing, like there are people behind the scenes who actually do that. You know, like there are people who actually go around to these fashion houses that's like, OK, we're going to curate um, a fall line or whatever. And they'll sit there and they'll go over colors and they'll buy certain things for certain stores for whatever the demographic or geographic that the store is located. So when I went to FIT, it was to do that part of the fashion business. Cause I like buying and seeing what comes out first. Um, mm-hmm. What's the trends, what's the fads, like um, putting together a display window and like maybe Macy's or Lomans or, you know, Saks Fifth Avenue that's prior to the season. So people will know and it'll get, the consumer hyped on what's coming out. So I went to school at FIT for that initially, and I loved it. And like I said, I was always the accessory person. I just love accessories. But at the time, I wasn't working, just going to school. And I did um, a job application interview for a finance company. And um, that interview came, and that job was paying. And before you know it, finance caught me and like reeled me in. Um, My whole mindset had changed from fashion to finance, but my passion of fashion never changed personally. So for maybe about 10 years from 23 to 33, I had my goal was just, you know, climbing the corporate ladder and finance. But something initially was still missing. And then um, I think I had asked my husband at one time, I was like, you know, just playing with him. He asked me, he said, what do you want for your birthday? I was like, I'll get me a sewing machine. You know, I'll get back on the sewing machine, see if I still got it. And he brought me a sewing machine. And it had been about 10 to 12 years before I'd gotten on one. And me working on it the first day had basically like reeled me into everything that I forgotten that I thought I forgotten. And it just all came back to me. Like I was just like, you never forget how to ride a bike. So that just all came back to me and it just reeled me back in. And I was like, you know what? (sighs) I'm going to just do it. I'm going to, I'm going to start a small business Name them after name it after my two kids. Just playing around with a name because I didn't have a specific name, and I'm gonna just do what I like to do. You know, I'm a work my day job. I like numbers. I like finance, but 
when I'm home, I'm going to do what I love to do. Right. And um, that's basically how it all came about, how it initially started. Now, you still work your full time job mm-hmm. and you're doing this also. Is Are you going to be like that for a while? Do you see yourself big picture one day having a nice storefront or doing your own thing? Like, what do you, what do you see? That is the plan. That is the plan. And uh, my family is basically like, when are you going to leave? Because you could have done that a long time ago. Like, when are you just going to just, just dive in, you know? And, um... I'm not going to say that I am afraid. I am cautious. I just, I just, I've thought about it, but I just never was like, you know what? The heck with it. I'm just going to do it. I just never did it. And um, personally speaking, that's one of the things that um, my husband right now is like, you know, when we initially got together, you was just always like, you never asked me for nothing. Like you just <laughs> did what you wanted to do. And I just basically had to settle for it and be like, oh, well, this is what she did. I just, I'm just going to have to just support her. But it right. got to a point to where, you know, the house, the cars, the kids, the education, you know, you just get so content. And going in just a regular routine that any thought of, you know, just swaying things out of what you're already used to, what you've been doing for years, just seems a little abnormal. Yeah. So I think that's something that I have to, like, actually think for myself, like, you know, just I'm I'm done, you know, I'm done not working for myself part-time, working for someone else full-time. And, you know, I just need to just 100% work on me and work on what I want to do, 100%. Right. So So this is just going to take you some time to adjust to that. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. So I'm 40. I'll be 42 this year. So you don't look no 40 nothing. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I'm on skin. (laughs) I'm on skin. I think a couple of your pictures on Instagram. I said, this girl, first of all, hair, because yeah. I love me some some natural hair. And then I'm yeah. like, look at her skin. Okay, must just be me. Yeah. All right, let me keep everybody <laughs> says everybody says that they be like, 40 what? 30 the shoot, 35 what? And I'm like, yeah. Like I do, I, I guess, you know, I still look young or carry my youth in some type of way. But, um, yeah, I'll be 42 this year, but I've given myself a time frame and I, I put it, I'll put it out there because it makes me more accountable, sure but is. 40, 45 is the, the year that I'm looking to just, um, do what I have to do. Yeah. I'm here for that. I'm here for all the growth. <laughs> so how did you go from making clothes to deciding specifically on bags or accessories um, for, well, really, of course, a lot of people use them for planners, but you can use them for a 
ton of things. How did you decide on that? Um, well, I just, like I stated um, earlier, I just got bored of clothing. You know, I just got bored of clothing. I like the, the mismatch. Like, yeah, you can change your shirt, you could change your pants, but you can have a slew of accessories and keep and just have the best staple items in your wardrobe. You know, um, and I've always said, even though clothes can kind of make the man or make the woman, your accessories basically puts a certain characteristic on your body. Because mm-hmm. even though you may like bold prints, the next person may not like bold prints. They may like fluorescent colors where in not only that, but accessories can be playful. Some yeah, of them, definitely. you know, you can get the more, uh, you could go from extravagant bridal accessories to colorful, playful accessories to trendy accessories, which are your animal prints, to more muted accessories that may just be like stripes or polka dots and never change your clothing, but right. always change your accessories. Mm-hmm. So, that's how I kind of got more excited about the accessory part of it than the clothing. And that's why I made the switch. Um, as far as the bags with the planning, um, I never was really because I'm a part of the sewing community and also the planning community. And I've never really um, focused on more one than the other. Right. What I started implementing with, the planner community is when I have bags. I don't know if you ever seen them, but usually when I make a bag, I will go on stories and do like a tour of the bag. Like those mm-hmm. are my most fun things to do where I tour the bag, I become your eyes and your ears, not your eyes and your ears, but more so your eyes and your hands since right. you're not there to actually fill the bag. So I'm basically giving you a little education on the materials, the zippers, the metals, um, the shape of the bag, um, just trying to give you all your information. So if you decide to purchase the bag, at least you know what it entails, the sizes, what type of materials on the inside, even the cost of it. And a lot of times um, in descriptions and when you're purchasing like off the internet or whatever like that, it doesn't go that far deep into giving you those details. Um, but that's what I like to do. I like to educate people on what I do so that they make a purchase or a conscious decision and they're not misguided. Um, and yeah, that's, that's basically about it with that. So I love all of your fabrics. Of course I was stalking and I saw all of the different fabrics that you pick and how you put the backs together. How do you pick your, your patterns? I should say. How do you pick your patterns that you use? Um, I go off of trends. Um, I like a lot of photo magazines. Um, also, I go off of um, e-magazines. Like, if I don't get a magazine in the store, I have a couple of subscriptions I could check online, like digital magazines. And also... Uh, my most favorite is just um, my fellow Instagrammers. 
mm-hmm. sending me messages. You know, uh, at one time, and I think even now it's still going on, but everyone loves cheetah and leopard. That's like the thing right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've gotten a couple of DMs that was, you know, hey, do you do anything playful? Do you do anything with color? Um, and I had to catch myself a couple of times because I'd be like, you know what? I'm kind of making what the masses want me to make. But there is a small group of people that's like, listen, uh, I'm looking for something different. What do you got for me? Like, right. And I know you and I know you could do it. Mm-hmm. But what do you got for me? So, you know, other than just magazines and just current trends. My most favorite is the DMs from from um, future customers and also customer current customers that I have that just may be looking for something different. And to tell you the truth, that I have a cheetah bag um, that everyone likes right now. Mm-hmm. That bag was not my idea. That bag was a customer's idea. I made one for her specifically, and then I posted it. And it. it just went <laughs> off. And I was like, oh, you got to do. Hey, did you like this? <laughs> you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, like people really, they, like, they really, really like this. Like I would have never thought, but that's why I said, you know, sometimes your customers can be the drivers of your business, mm-hmm. you know? And you think you have all the answers and you think you have all the colors and you think, you know, you know, how to put certain things together. Like I'm always open. And I tell my clients all the time, like I'm always open for ideas. Like what colors do you think I should do next? Or if I did this, and that's why a lot of people don't know about me, like behind the scenes, like I've had conversations where I'm like, Hey, look, I put this together. Do you think anybody in that planet community will like this? Right. Do you color? And um, they love being involved with it. They love being involved with it, and I just like the um, just the, the connection because I feel as though giving your customers the opportunity to sometimes customize their own things, mm-hmm. as though that they're included, you know, like they helped you put something together, and specifically, right. especially if you think find out that other people um, love it as well, if they see other people like it. So that's like the most exciting for me. Yeah, that I mean, that makes sense. That's one of the reasons why a platform like Etsy is so big, because personalizing your own your thing is is huge. It's I did that and I, I do it myself. I have to um, design my one of my husband's gifts for Father's Day. And every time he uses it, I'm like, mm hmm. Your mm-hmm. wife did that. Sure did. <laughs> so right. we love we love personalizing our own things and seeing ourselves, like you stated earlier. And even if it's just seeing yourself in the bag because you picked the pattern, like that's still you. You know. Right. So yes. that's good. It's great that you do that. I'm glad that I'm gonna go ahead and put that in my planner so I know and email yeah. her, let her know about these patterns you like because I ooh, I love good personalized bag. So do you feel? Like you have a responsibility with your creativity to express your support during this time or what went into you wanting to do something specifically with Black Lives Matter? Um, let me see. So 
me doing and um, finding fabric that caters to what is going on today. Um, I was hesitant to doing it myself. But then, like I said, I had, I think about three DMs um, that came in that was like, hey, what's up with that Black Lives Matter bag? Like, you know, like, what you doing? Like, are you doing anything? You know, um, we got dashboards, like, in the planner community, it's like, okay, we got dashboards, we got um, stickers, um, like, people was coming out with t-shirts, but they was like, come on, man, you the bad girl, like, I know you gotta have something, you gotta have where's something. That? Right, something where's that? Right, where's that? Right? So, I was like, I, I was like, you... Y'all really want like y'all want to really really want like a Black Lives Matter bag? And he's like, heck yeah. I mm-hmm. had even had people when I just showed the fabric that was like, take my money now. Like what I don't want to be on no right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you need? What right. you need? Here's right. the card. <laughs> yes, it was like take my money now. I don't care what you make. I don't care. I- <laughs> I'm not going to name drop, but I have a, a good planner friend. She was like, you got to make me something. I don't even care if it's just a small coin purse. And I started cracking up. Because I was like, you know what? Um, this is this is what I got to do. You know, sometimes you just got to listen to what other people tell you. And like I said, I wasn't, I wasn't really hesitant, but... I didn't put I didn't put no thought into it because I personally for my mental I was pr- trying to process what was going on right. in the mm-hmm. world you know so much that um I wasn't I wasn't thinking about my business you know I was like mm-hmm. the heck with this like people people are hurt you know yeah. and yeah, um true. sometimes you do or maybe need to speak to certain people through your craft. So I was like, you know what? If this is what y'all want me to do, then I'm going to do it. I'll do the research. Um, I try to see what I could find. And I come up with some dope fabric um, that is relatable to not just African-Americans, but to everybody. Something mm-hmm. that everybody can be proud to carry and um, be proud to use. So, um yeah, that's that. That's how that went down. You know, my customers again. Like I'm telling you, they like the driving force. They are the driving force behind me because, like, like you said earlier, like you must be busy. I'm busy, but yeah. when somebody comes to me and it's like a cry out for something, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do it. That's yeah. like that extra energy. And I, I feel like the the cry out now, like. In my mind, it kind of reminds me of, like, I always talk about how I'm a geek or a nerd. Like, I was the kid my first year, well, kid, I was 18, but my first year of college walking around with number seven of the Harry Potter book because I was reading, like, you know, Harry Potter Mm -hmm. and I'm a Star Wars person. And you see people reflect those types of things and own those things all the time. I have T-shirts, cups, um, planner stickers that, that show those things because that's part of who I am. And what I believe you're seeing now for the people who who really mean it is that 
we've always had these things that represent us, the the women within the planner community who create different things and different things that we've seen. But mm-hmm. for the people who really mean it, it's an opportunity to not just say, I love my black self, but I'm supportive of this in every way I can be in my T-shirt, in my planner stickers, in my book, on my, whatever it is. I want you to see it. Yeah. And not care about what nobody else say. Nope. Not care about what nobody else saying because I mean, there's even some people that's like, you know what, I'm gonna use it, but I don't want to use it in public for fear somebody may say something. Let them say something, please. You know, let them say, let them. What what can they say that could deny you of you? you My know? skin says it before you even see me. So what? <laughs> I mean, I mean before exactly. before you even know me. My skin exactly. says it already. So yeah. there's no way that you can avoid it. Me putting this on top of it is just letting you know that I know, like, yes. that I'm dope. In case you didn't know when you saw this me. Is, like, this is where I stand. And this yep. is where I stand. So try me if you want to. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Try so me that's you why you're getting it. That's why you're getting And I think you can tell, for me, I think you can tell the difference between well, at least I hope people can tell the difference between this is a marketing trend and I'm just going to do this because it's popular. And I really want to do this so that the people who are purchasing from me have an opportunity to express themselves right. even more, like you said, through through my craft, through what I do. Right. So speaking of, of expressing, how do you hope to inspire other people with what you're doing, not just with the Black Lives Matter bags, but what you're doing with your business, with your creativity and how you're creating things that you you create. I guess with the sewing overall is just that, you know, <laughs> Black women, and they exist in, in this industry as well. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I had told in one of my Meet the Maker posts that... Um, I had been like, I have like a testimony of being um, judged after the fact based on my skin color um, with a white customer that I had in which um, she reached out to me and was like, hey, I love your bags. Do you do custom work? And I was like, yeah. Um, She said, well, you know, I need a bag. We went over measurements, went over colors, went over materials. We did everything together. And this was about a two week, two weeks of my time, which I had invested, which I do with everyone who wants to do um, anything custom with me. And it got down to, uh, I guess, the last particular day where um, I had asked, I said, okay, well, if you're fine with this and the accolades was there, yes, this is perfect. This is what I like. Um, All you have to do is just send me an email address will um, do the, the purchase and I'll get working on your stuff. And right. actually I was halfway done, halfway right. done with it. Cause I was like, okay, well she's agreeing. She's acknowledging that she likes this. Uh, ain't no need for me to wait. You know, this is right. a customer that knows what she wants. And it got down to where it was the exchange of the purchase. And she had asked me, she was like, Hey, do you, um, you know, I don't mean to, uh, you know, be abrupt or whatever, but you know, are you black or are you white? And I told her, I was like, I'm black, you know, I'm not hiding anything from anybody, I'm black. And she was like, Oh, you could have fooled me. Oh, ma'am, yeah. ma'am, <laughs> yeah, ma'am. And I, and, and when I read that, I was like, Fooled you for what? 
But then I figured it out because she never sent her email. Um, I reached out that day later on. She didn't reply. Mm. The day after, she didn't reply. And then that was it for me. I was like, what went wrong? I went back to the DMs and I was like, you know what? It was that last, that last question, that last answer. Like she just needed to solidify why she's making this purchase, who she's making this purchase from. And um, I believe that's what it was because I was black. And I think up until maybe two years ago, I had never posted a photo of myself on Instagram. It's always been my work, you know, I've always presented my work because I feel as though that speaks for me. Mm -hmm. The color of the person, who cares? I wouldn't care if you was an avatar, a blue surf. You know, if you made something that I like, that I love, take my money. That's what I want. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So, but for me, because I had, I had experienced it directly that someone choosing um, not to purchase based on my skin and not my work, which they loved. Like you loved this two weeks ago. You know, mm-hmm. you loved it when you were stalking me right? Um, to decide not to finalize a purchase because of who I was, um, the color of my skin. Um, I was just like, oh, well, on to the next. Right. I don't bother me. I never forget it, but I don't let it bother me. Right. Yeah. So that's, um, I'm going to say, you know, I could say anything like my kids inspire me, you know, just my love for fashion inspires me. I could say that, but I'm going to, I'm going to, that's like one of the bigger drivers, you know, to show and prove that what I do. Yeah. It's done by me, Shantae. Um, a young black female and this is what I do and I do it well. And you either gonna like it or you're gonna love it. That's <laughs> you like it. it, love it or you're not gonna like it. And you know, if whatever it is, that's your personal problem, not mine. Because you got people lining up and sending DMs. So you don't have to buy, it. don't worry about it. I just post it on Instagram and somebody gonna hit me up. <laughs> that's it. Now, ignorance need not apply. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, that's thank you for sharing that. That's sad that that had to happen, but at the same time, I've been in, I've had experiences like that where I've been in a place or I've been on the phone with someone. You know, Sharice is the name you can't really tell, and then I've walked into an interview room and it been like, Sharice, oh, 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 you're, oh, I am. Hi, how are you? Like, so it it happens and. You hate for it to happen, but you're also glad that it happens because it shows you, number one, your strength and how you can move forward and push past it. But it also lets you say, hey, like you said, you posted your picture up. That way, if you feel away, you can already see. You see me, you can move on to the to the next direction if that's what you what you want to do. Right. So, right. oh, well, for I'm her. So yeah. I'm so proud. I'm just like, just, I'm, I'm proud for me and anybody that looks like me you know yeah I'm just like so much of an advocate for just anybody any any talented person anybody that's it for this week's episode 
of the Plan on Purpose podcast. Thanks so much for taking the time to hang out with me today and for listening to this episode. I want to thank Shantae for spending some time with me and also chatting with me and sharing some of her amazing story. You can find Shantae all over Instagram at Daymoodco. Make sure you check the show notes to get all of the information on how you can grab yourself one of the bags. But make sure you pay attention because sis sells out. And for good reason. Listen, I'm working on keeping this content ad-free, so I just want to say thank you to anybody who has donated to the channel. It's much appreciated. Thank you so much for the support. If you would like to support, make sure you head on over to Instagram, click my link, and, you know, do your thing. Until next time, I'm here to talk if you're here to listen.